All right, guys, welcome back to another podcast. Uh, today, we're going to kind of do a little bit of a intro to tier three of our education system uh, to highlight uh, where we see uh, employees and mentees um, and how we can sort of work them in and through our system. So here we go. Welcome to the podcast. Here we go. A little yeah. uh, burning a little eight p.m. oil. Yeah, it's just a little bit. We don't. You know, it's, it, <laughs> it feels good to be back, though. It does. You know, it I, does. back in studio. I mean, obviously, we were back when we did the. You were um, gone though. Yeah, God. You I accepted mean, an award. I did. Yeah, Katie, you and Katie, Katie both. and I both. Yeah, yeah. It's two equal halves. You know, I mean, we, <laughs> that bleeds through our organization in many different ways. But mm-hmm. I mean, honestly. Um, yeah, so it was pretty hilarious how the last episode was all about how you two are just two sides of the same coin. Yeah. It's very, very different, but yeah. it's critical to each other. Yeah. And then you go and accept an award where that's like how it worked to yeah. get to that point yeah. two days later. Yeah. So, and that was that whole, that whole process was just absolutely surreal. I mean, again, I give much thanks to everyone down at Michigan state and the you know, College of Veterinary Medicine and, you know, kind of nominating us over to the university that way for, um, you know, the Young Alumni Award. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that is literally just insane. Yeah. You know, but the one thing uh, that I'll say pretty much went through the entire group because they had um, the, you know, kind of the, uh, of course, Young Alumni, they had Distinguished, they had Service, um, they had Honorary, and then, um, uh, what was the last one? Oh, Philanthropy. Every single person on that stage none of them felt like they should be there. Yeah. It was just a significant amount of humility. Yes. Yes. And like up until I started to hear everyone else's speeches, um, I was really having a pretty hard time with the whole process, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, Katie was too. Like I think Katie understood that it was a really, really kind of big award. Um, but part of it, um, you know, was, I just, I just didn't feel very deserving. And I think, you know, the, the idea is kind of live in the moment, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and just acknowledge that we're among, I think in a group of 600, um, as of, I think it was 1940, uh, oh. something like that. Um, you know, so I mean, of, of the, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of students that come out of there each year, um, it is a very, very small group, but it just, it kind of felt like, you know, how we had ended our speech. And again, I'm sure we'll get uh, some of the footage and stuff was, mm-hmm. you know, essentially it's just go to work and try to make a difference. Yeah. You know, and everyone else on the stage, it was still kind of that same type of thing where they're just, you know, again, like you said, humility, there's kind of that humble component to it. Um, and, you know, again, I think once I finally started to hear everyone else's speeches and understanding, like maybe that is actually a unique attribute. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is actually unique to be humble and to maintain humility. And I just, I, I, I just can't think of holding myself in any other regard. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. And I, well, and I don't know if it's necessarily that it is the exception to the rule. Um, but it is, um, I think it's something that maybe isn't valued on a day-to-day basis. Mm. So it just kind of goes under the radar. It's easy to leave the humble guy or gal just, you know, there. Yeah. Because, because they're not asking for the recognition. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, you know, I, I think it's, we all recognize it's work that needs to be done, but I think the, um, you know, to focus on something that is so, locally applicable but industry-wide um you know sort of is important you know in in the entire industry um i think that's really when we start to look at maybe we do have something that's actually much much different Mm -hmm. um you know what i mean i think we feel like we do Mm -hmm. but so far in these last couple of podcasts we've been talking obviously you know the last quite some we've been talking about core values and culture Mm -hmm. um, but really getting into the education system you know i think when you and i actually first started working together uh, more on the consultation side, mm-hmm. um, I had always made the statement that I wanted to sort of take people where they are and sort of carry them or lead them to where they want to go. I think that came out in the tricor, of course, that that's yeah. a little bit more of a unique attribute to myself. Yes. Um, but I think at that time, it was more of a thought in saying, well, I, I want people to be fulfilled. I want them to have purpose, um, yep. you know, and of course, uh, purpose and well-being, mm-hmm. um, you know, to then look at saying, well, how do you 
actually structure that um, into policy? How do you structure that into an organization? How do you actually structure that into like an ideal, mm -hmm. like where you actually try to get people thinking about themselves, not like actually, it, it's kind of a weird thing to say, thinking about yourself in a selfless way, right? you know, where it's you can actually maintain individual fulfillment and purpose, but you're serving the greater good. Mm -hmm. um, I think those parts are very much lost culturally. Uh, I don't know if necessarily in our world or in this country in particular, but I think there's a lot of behavior that is exclusively uh, selfish and self-serving, yeah. which um, I think it's okay to ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to have parts of your life where you do focus on yourself more than others. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's kind of like that, that expanding and contracting rubber band is you kind of have to go out and then come back and go out and then come back. But mm -hmm. um, I think where we get, especially from our industry overview, I think as a, as a profession, um, I think once we get into that survival mode, it's how do we actually get anywhere? Yeah. And that's why kind of coming into our education system, especially tier three, I would say um, the, kind of the cornerstone of our education system real, really is ultimately tier three. Mm -hmm. um, and our goal- That's of, where it all started. It's <laughs> really, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I it, mean, we've had, is. this has been the longest standing part of the entire piece. It's true. Because yeah. this has been around- uh, this was the, 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 the circular guide was developed yeah. probably in the third meeting that you and I ever had. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it basically came from how we just, like you, well, you had said, um, in a couple of podcasts ago where it's just like, you get these annual peer reviews and it's just, they're yeah. useless. Yeah. They're just useless. Right. And it's like, the only thing that it really does is it. I don't even want to say it necessarily forces you to be humble, but it just forces you to just feel like crap. Right. You know? Well, and I've, I've actually been on kind of a facilitation side of running or like, like assembling peer reviews and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And what ended up happening was all of the focus went to uh, what we'll kind of, we're going to talk about today is your icebergs and, yeah. and your, yeah. uh, your yeah. problem children, yeah. because it's like, I need to raise your performance. Yeah. I need to, I need you to improve. I don't yeah. want, I don't want to fire you. I need yeah. you to get better. Right. Um, and then the ones that are, are succeeding yeah. and doing it in a quiet or humble way, especially yeah. like, it's just like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> which again, yes, the like whole we thing. Say, yeah, it, it kind of bleeds over into the award we just got. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's that part where you know we kind of and again we'll uh, of course go through these terms here momentarily, but it's being a backbone and being a star performer, but just not being acknowledged as such. Right, you know, and, and, and it, it's hard to do that on a consistent basis. If we're being yeah. honest, I mean, to yeah. to it, it, it kind of with you what you're talking about with like your own well being, you also have to balance you know yeah. the delivery of of positive feedback. Because yes. there's there's a time investment that you have to you have to kind of. Watch. Are we talking about the compliment sandwich? Not even so much that as ah. it's like if you if you do it too much, it becomes disingenuous. Oh, it just absolutely. sounds like I'm overfeeding absolutely. positive feedback. Absolutely. Like give me something to work on. Yes. Even yes. like the, that's all I'm ever looking for myself. Like yeah. don't get me wrong, a compliment feels great. I actually got a compliment from Katie the other day. Oof. And hold on to that. I've got four in our marriage. Dude, that's pretty good. Uh, I literally was just like, I felt things on the way home. <laughs> it was like, wow, there was, that was, it wasn't even like that substantial, but it was like, damn. So yeah. she might be a little too far on one side, but whatever. We talked about that last week, yeah. right, right, but yeah, there's, right. um, there's definitely like you have to strike a balance. You have to strike a balance when it comes to your own well-being. Yeah. You have to strike a balance between corporate or versus individual purpose. No, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I felt something on the way home, dude. Like, I'm not kidding. I, I like I, I talk to myself right. a lot, and right. I was just like, just it was a. There was like this this yeah. inner voice of just like just keep grinding, man. Yeah. Like yeah. it's worth it today. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got a compliment from Katie. <laughs> yeah. So I actually I tried I tried to get one out of her um before we took stage to accept our award um uh is i you know i had said uh, one of the times she had given me a compliment um it was was i i caught five roosters <laughs> no listen as funny as that may sound you're italian it was right. a rocky balboa it moment. Was, and i caught five in like 45 seconds it was wow. just snap 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 i know it was pretty good and like and that's where she was just like okay and i was like oh <laughs> All right, you know, like you not know. even good job. No. <laughs> there may have been a good job in there, but uh, you know. Uh, but anyway, so I, you know, as before we went up on stage, I was like, I'm like, you know, 
our industry overview, the podcast, pause a company. I'm like, you know, she basically came along for the ride in the beginning. That was kind of what she had said is that, you know, when she went on stage, part of her speech was that I just smacked her in the face of the rock. You know, like we have got to do this. Like I have an idea. And then of course being as supportive as she is, she's like, all right, fine. Okay. Um, Which yeah. in our, in this context is being very supportive. Yes. Yeah, very supportive. Right. <laughs> right. Like, all right, I'll do that. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I'm like, but you gotta give me credit. I'm like, in the short, amount of time and that's what everyone actually at the award ceremony was like floored with yeah they were like you guys actually have only been doing this since 2015 i'm like yep. yes and they're yep. like no wonder why you you got this award yeah you know because we have done so much in such a short period of time so before we'd gone on stage i said to her i'm like i'm like you gotta give me credit i'm like this is pretty cool you know i'm like for you know as crazy as my brain may be i'm like i did get it this far and she was just like yeah <laughs> was that compliment number five? I don't know. I don't know. So when you say that you got a compliment on, you know, you, you felt things on the way home, I'm just like, you know what? You probably stole my compliment. She was probably holding on to it. Like, eh, I don't know if you really deserve that. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll at least try to transmit the energy that was provided to <laughs> yeah. me from sure. that to sure. you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we got way off topic on that. So but we circle didn't. Back. No, we because, didn't. Because uh, Katie does like to isolate down variables and like yeah. when a compliment is provided, right? It's mm. because it was like she knew the potential was there yeah. and then the performance just hits 10 yeah. out of 10, right? Yep. And unless it's really high up there, it's pretty uncommon just because of her behavioral style and all that. And we all understand yep. it and appreciate it for what it is because yep. when it hits, it's like, I did it. Yeah. Like that's freaking cool. Yeah. Um, hit everything according to exactly how it was supposed to have gone. Right. And, and so kind of what we're referring to is, is when we think about performance, we, we think about it uh, in, in two sets. So there's role performance and cultural performance. Yep. And then within those two, uh, we look at it as where's your potential yeah. and where's your performance. So as we reviewed earlier, the X axis and the Y axis, yes, I forgot what those two yes. were. We'll have of course a diagram uh, posted on the website here. Mm -hmm. So the uh, X axis, the horizontal plane, thank you. Yes. Uh, is the uh, potential. And of course then just low potential, high potential. Um, and then in the Y axis, which is the vertical plane is going to be your performance. You either have low performance or high performance. Yep. And generally, you know, if you're looking at it just from a, a curve perspective, up higher right is is when yes. you get to the point of a katie compliment yes yes um, yes when you have a high <laughs> amount of potential and a high amount of right. performance we call that a star performer yes um but uh just to get the four categories out there uh so everybody kind of knows as we refer to them in conversation uh bottom left your low performance low potential we refer to as icebergs are the ones that kind of uh, essentially slow you down, yeah, uh, stop yeah. you in your tracks, yeah, all they're that not sort of going stuff. Anywhere. You they're have to at least be around them. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, low sink your ship, low potential, but high performance is your backbone. So not, pro not necessarily the persons that's going to be out in the front yeah. uh, of the charge, but definitely necessary yeah. to make sure the charge keeps going in our context. These are the people that uh, set up shop yep. when you're moving West. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're can, building the continue town. going, right? Yep. Uh, keep yep. building the railroad yeah uh the high uh potential low performance is going to be our problem children yeah. so those are ones where it's like you see the diamond in the rough yep. but you haven't quite gotten it out of the rough yet yeah. you got to get that performance higher so that you yeah. can get into high potential high performance which is yeah. a star player yeah um so those are the four items that we're going to refer to and again we're going to talk about it in two different subsets being uh one cultural but two uh uh, the one that we'll start with is role because it's a little more tangible. Yeah. Um, understanding, you know, your success as it relates to your job, uh, your position within an organization, whether it is a hierarchical organization or not. Yeah. Um, what we've done is made it exceptionally clear. Yeah. Um, and I believe that everyone should, regardless of the type of organization that you're in, is to lay out the actual success points um, and how to do them well within a specific role. So for us, we start with our four major on-floor roles being caregiver sports staff, medical sports staff, certified technicians or veterinary nurses, um, and our doctors. Yeah. And within those, we have our um, <clears throat> skills rubrics. It's yes. the whole job. Yeah. Um, how do you do it well? And then how do you kind of you know, where do you notice where you're, yeah. where you're kind of flawed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And actually this next kind of round, cause we kind of, um, 
we're starting to take on more non-clinical administrators. Um, so what we've also looked at is while for your kind of four clinical jobs, the caregiver support, medical support, veterinary nurse and veterinarian to have the skills rubric, um, we actually flipped the other way with our administrators now on the 515 reports. So I don't know if we've ever for, talked about the 515s say, before. This is brand new to me. Yes, that's fine. As of I've, this conversation. <laughs> As of right yes, now. Yes, live. Yes, live. <laughs> yeah. We've actually, we've used them before uh, kind of uh, independent of your uh, in, input on it. Um, but actually, um, Hilda Mahia Breu uh, from Michigan State, she was the one who actually first introduced them to me. Okay. Um, but basically, it's traction on the week to week. Oh, yeah. It's really not much different. Yep. So the idea okay. is you take... Um, uh, let me see if I can do this right. It's um, five minutes uh, to basically list out what you've done, what you haven't done, what your challenges are, kind of what your hurdles are. Mm -hmm. uh, 15 minutes for an administrator to review it, and then another five minutes to basically talk about the next week's plan. Um, so rather than saying like, oh, in this public relations role or in um, you know uh, marketing or uh, design or you know whatever it happens to be, mm -hmm. instead of saying like, here's an actual skills rubric on how we get, you know, um, it actually focuses more upon um, the efficiency and uh, time allocation component. Mm -hmm. um, so we talk about that. I believe it's in tier two is where we bring that up. No, I think it's in. Uh, I think it might be right away. Did we? Uh, no, actually, yeah, tier three. Yep, yeah, there you oh. go. So it's role. Right, yeah, right where we are. Yeah, right where we are. Uh, so tier three is role effectiveness, core value alignment, and then time allocation and usage. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so uh, basically what Ben was driving at is that for our, our main clinical jobs, we have kind of our skills rubric. Yep. But for these other ones, it's basically let's start to focus on what is happening on a week to week basis. Um, because when we start to look at the big picture, it's kind of both sides of that is that we sort of in our, um, between, you know, the Microsoft teams, but also mm -hmm. looking at these big pictures, say this is the direction sort of the business is going, mm -hmm. but we also sort of need the day to day tasks to be done. Yeah. And are those tasks occurring effectively? Mm -hmm. That's essentially what our skills rubric is. Yeah. Um, so for us to yep. look at the five fifteen. It's basically to say, like, how is your performance on a very um, sort of objective metric? Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, the potential side is, like, can you actually do this? Right. Um, so uh, right. that's a, a kind of a new thing. Uh, it's, it is the traction model, though. Yeah. For those of you, I, I've been yeah. linking it in our in our descriptions. But basically, it's um, it's it, the traction model is, is, a, is a strategic planning model. I highly recommend amazing. you read the yeah. book. But yeah. it basically just says, you know, um, what what to do's do we have in front of us right now based yeah. on our priorities and what are the issues that are in front of us and let's solve the issues so we can get our to do's done and get our priorities fulfilled. Yeah. Um, same concept, shorter time frame, um, also isolated down to the individual. So um, yes, yeah. even though yeah. I, it's brand new yes. to me, yes. yeah. I am also very excited about yes. it. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't want to like you know send an email to get your input on it and nah. then make a decision without getting I mean, your input the, back. You know. <laughs> We're just gonna we're just gonna let that one go. <laughs> we're just gonna twist that dagger. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I did I did complain to Grant one ah. more time last night about getting railroaded. Oh, on the not a great time. We had a bad couple of days. Um, <laughs> no, what I started it. It was my fault. <laughs> Shit. Okay. <laughs> So coming back to it, um, again, uh, again, I think very objectively when we start to look at our skills list and, uh, of course, our 515s um, and, uh, you know, kind of getting into that kind of performance and potential side of things, TAM allocation is really, again, this is, you know, more of a podcast to lead us into Tier 3. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the big thing that has helped us, because this is a very, very just rudimentary four block thing oh yeah you know mm -hmm. and just saying like you know again I, i'm not saying everyone is a number but for the most part when you start to look at potential and performance mm -hmm. you're going to identify these people as you start to gain accountability within your team yeah because it's been a while since we talked about core values and that's the other side that you were going to touch on was mm -hmm. one side is the skill one side is the job uh, the other side of course is cultural yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, uh, there, there has to be a willingness to have the tough conversation. Yeah. Uh, I will say that like it, it, it's inherently, I know personally very, very difficult for me to look somebody in the eye and say, you're an iceberg. It's right. time for you to go. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't yeah. really have that bone. Yeah. Um, what we're going to do in our next podcast is bring in Annie, yep. our senior accountability officer, uh, because she's really good at actually yeah. having uh, effective yeah. conversations that are also direct. Yeah, I guess is probably the easiest way yeah. to put it. Yeah. Um, yeah, depending on Katie's availability too, we might yeah. throw her in on that yeah. as well. But yeah. uh, Annie is the one who really helps facilitate um, mm -hmm. the actual uh, 
effective implementation of these performance reviews and yeah. performance growth plans. Um, but it's mostly due to the fact that she's willing to just put herself in front of that person and say what has to be said. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is uh, very awkward, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, at least, you know, to kind of do it. I mean, she has a degree in, um, you know, hospital management, you mm-hmm. know, as well. So, I mean, for her, it's, you know, part of her additional training beyond um, yeah. that of a technician. Um, but I think it's, I, I still want to continue to reiterate this on how she is not an office manager. No, we don't have an office manager. I'm as close as it gets, and I'm not an office manager. No, yeah, I have yeah. office in a title of mine, but it, yeah. I'm not an office manager. <laughs> no, no, I just make sure the cash comes in right. <laughs> right, <laughs> yep. Make sure the books are rectified yes. day one, so that the accountants don't yell at us April fourteenth. Exactly. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. By the way, thanks, Mary. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah, she does a fantastic <laughs> job. Actually, I just got a call from them saying, "How much more do you need, Mary, this year?" I'm like, "Is this much? A lot." <laughs> Counting rules. Um, anyway, uh, so, you know, coming into that, um, you know, and, and yeah, bringing Annie in next week as our senior accountability officer is that's the role, right. you know, is establishing primary accountability. Um, and we can put our org chart online as well. Mm-hmm. I don't actually think that's up yet. Um, but again, just to kind of show how we all sort of link together um, within the organization. I think when we talk about these icebergs, so when we start to go through, um, you know, the the uh, tier three, is that a lot of our icebergs offboard themselves. They ne- yeah, it's either that or they never make it to a performance review. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking an iceberg again is someone who has very low performance and very low potential. Yeah. Now, if they get hired. It, I was going to say exactly right. Tier zero is yeah. if they even get through the hiring process. Yeah. I think when you start to look at saying, okay, now where Paw Health is at is we are sort of on that upward swing mm-hmm. where we have a pro- where we've gotten rid of our low performers within the organization. We're on the upward swing where now the people who are coming into our organization have the high potential mm-hmm. we still haven't figured out where their performance is at but yep. we're at least still in the high potential category but when we start to look at a, a practice that is in current operation mm-hmm. and now we're saying hey paw health has got some pretty cool stuff going on how do i implement core values how do i implement the education system yeah you're probably gonna end up finding that maybe you have more problem children than you have star performers that you have more icebergs and you have backbones yeah and it's like how do i actually swing this up and that's where i think you often refer to it as a war of attrition yeah for you sure. don't want to get rid of people, but if you commit to the idea of accountability, you commit to the idea of core values, you commit to the idea of onboarding performance and mentorship, which is the root of our education system, people have to be offboarded. Yeah. And it's nothing personal. It's no. just the health of the business and the health of the practice is dependent upon the health of the people that are in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's uh, when, when I look at it from a hiring perspective, this is pretty much how my mindset works. Yeah. So I, you're uh, in a, in a, uh, in any hiring sense, you're given a bunch of variables, right? Yeah. Like how you're typically people lean on resumes or whatever that sure, might be, sure. yeah. but all you're really doing with whatever data you are uh, given, whether it's a resume or for us, we use a tricor. Um, otherwise, as long as, potentially whatever other things you use is you're just grading potential. Yeah. Are they, are they even at a minimum standard where they're going to fit? And again, that's what you're saying, how your minimum standard over time will improve if you're willing to have that, you know, to get out on the front line and and lose, lose some folks along the way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Grab your helmet, move those sandbags. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, but, but all you're doing is identifying potential and there's unfortunately not really a great way to identify performance until they're actually in place. Yeah. You're just like the whole hiring process for the most part is, do you have the potential to do this? Well, yeah, right. I haven't seen you do it, but based on the cues that I've been given and the variables and all that sort of stuff. And you're the thing that I put a lot of weight on too, is uh, your own self-awareness. So that's why I really love the assessment because it's like, are you aligning with the data that you provided to me? Because if you have that, typically I can coach you a little bit easier because you know who you are. Um, But ultimately, <clears throat> that's why we have our 90 day reviews. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that'll, again, that's something that we'll kind of yeah, table a little two. bit because yeah, that's yeah. the way that Annie handles it. Um, but it's, it's like, all right, this is the next fork in the road. Yeah. We've now identified 
uh, essentially, do you have any major barriers uh, to performance? Mm-hmm. Can we get over those, or have we come to a point where uh, it's time for you to go and go find something where that's not going to get in your way? Yeah. It's not because I don't like you. It's not because I think oh, you're yeah. a bad person. It's yeah. not because I'm a bad person. No. It's just the variables that have been presented since identifying your high potential yep. is that you're low performance. And as we're on an upswing, yep. problem children are really, really hard to continuously manage and improve performance yeah. over time. Yeah. Um, and I think on that with the problem child or problem children specifically, now again, a problem child is someone who has high potential, but really low performance. Yeah. So they're, they're sitting there and they have the opportunity and they have the potential of really, really doing well. They're just kind of sitting on their thumbs a little bit. Right. Um, I think this kind of uh, is where we're going to start to have the disconnect between the older owner and the younger associate, uh, the older owner and the younger employee is where we start to look at saying like, oh, the millennials and oh, this yep. new generation coming up and it's like all mm-hmm. they do, all they do, they, they're not performing what I need them to do. Yep. This is where when we start to find the cue that ultimately ends up unlocking the problem child. We've talked about it on podcast before. They push harder than anyone else. Yes. You know, yep. and that's that that is basically why when we look at hiring these potentials, there's a good chance that when you look at this potential performance diagram, there's a good chance that you're pretty much just gonna be hiring problem children all the time. You know, like that's that's yeah. what you want. I mean, you're really identifying them at performance level zero. That's performance really where zero. your art you're yeah. where you're at. Yeah. 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 And you, they use like this person has a ton of potential. Mm-hmm. The one significant barrier that I think we've come across almost in every circumstance, I mean, depending on what makes or breaks an iceberg to a problem child, um, like you said, it's essentially role well, uh, individual awareness. Yeah. Is can you get over yourself? Yeah. If you can get over yourself and understanding that when we are in this organization, as we've said it in plenty of podcasts before, check your shit at the door. Mm-hmm. If you can get over yourself and coming into this organization and just being someone who is here to serve the patient and everything, everything, a thought process to decision that you have, uh, you know, to, to process that you end up following is just focused on patient care. You are a star performer. Yeah. Cause it, it, it becomes so much more accountable behavior. Mm-hmm. You are more respected and trusted within the team. And that's, a, that, that is it. That is, that is the solution to all of the problems in our, in our profession is just getting over yourself and then just really maximizing performance, which is why it's 50% of this process. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't get yes. me wrong. If you are a veterinary nurse or certified vet tech licensed, veterinary detection whatever whatever you refer to it as am i going to have conversations about how well you do blood draws yep am i going to have conversations about how well you're doing urinary analysis or just the fundamentals of the things that you have been educated on absolutely however that's on a the, easily on a continuous basis when you talk about the generational gap a lot of times um, that's the heavy focus of like, yeah. they're just not doing it well. They're right. just not hustling or whatever right, it right, is. Right. They just need, just buckle down and get over it. Right. <laughs> and what's missing in, in those types of conversations. And I feel is, uh, at, at, even outside of our industry, just as a general is that, um, the, the purpose and well being side, yeah. the cultural side, yeah. the, uh, the, the very specific as it is to shared purpose and core value alignment is just missed almost entirely yeah and the cool part about that side is we number one putting a ton of value in it allows you to offboard people faster when they don't fit Um, absolutely but also it's extremely empowering yes when there is a focus put on it and then the person succeeds in it yes so it's it's either shit or get off the pot essentially yeah um and no and i I think to that end is like there's two parts to the pie right you're mm -hmm. exactly right is that it actually um having your sort of job performance, but your cultural performance to me, mm-hmm. I think gives more and more opportunity for success in a performance review. Yes. So mm-hmm. it to then say, you know, well, you're not doing so great in your job skills, but you know what? You are a great team player. You're here and serve the patient and this and, you know, culture and it's all fantastic and you're doing great. Wonderful. Right. You know, I mean, that, that right. is, a, that, it's not the compliment sandwich. It's no. like you are doing that really well. And but here's you, how you can do better. Yes. You just right. follow it up with the things like yep. I, you're succeeding on so many things. Yep. Like 
Yep. We're not going to take those for granted. Thank you for doing them and continue to do them well. Yep. And if, if they ever do come down or whatever it might be, we'll continue to coach you back up. Yep. But here's yep. the four things where you can even get even better. Right. And you just continue to yep. realize success. Yep. Um, yeah. it, and, and that was when I was uh, talking to some of the administrators down at uh, State this last time is basically I had said, like I, I kept saying it over and over and over and over and over is that this is an educational process. This is not a reprimand process. Yes. You know, and I think yep. that's where when you start to have more variables to be judged upon, there's this knee jerk reaction to say there's more variables for me to be judged upon. Mm -hmm. You know, there's more opportunities mm -hmm. for me to fail. There's more opportunities for me to get a bad review. Yeah. It's like, no, there's more opportunities for growth. There's more right. opportunities to do better. Right. You know, and it's not just the half the glasses have full and optimistic outlook. It's like, no, if you really are committed to individual development, you know, and that the course is then tier four is the individual development and the industrial development. If you are really committed to this long term improvement of yourself and this long term improvement of the business or the industry or whatever it happens to be, mm -hmm. this is essentially that foundation. Yeah. You know. Yep, I would say that every single day is an opportunity for a good review or a bad review. <laughs> right, uh, and a client or a caregiver will definitely tell you. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, even if you are actually doing a good job, but <laughs> right. we're not here to complain. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah. Um, so, so anyway, yeah. yeah. We, that, that's again why, uh, and, we'll, and we'll talk about kind of this the uh, the specifics of how we uh, provide this material on a, on a very tangible level, so that people can fulfill them at whatever level that they're at. Because um, again, not if you have somebody that's low performance and they're kind of just like fluttering or yeah. uh, around, or I should say low potential, but fluttering around their performance. And but you know that a backbone is an extremely useful person to have in your uh, clinic. Absolutely. And it's like, if you just, this is, this is how you can do this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not expecting you to change the world, but within this specific role, like this is how you can do it extremely well. Like yeah. I'm providing you the blueprint, um, both role wise and culture wise, like and, and to a point, it sounds terrible, but just meet the minimum standard. Yeah. I'm not expecting you to be a star. Um, yeah. The stars will find their way to uh, to shine at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that bleeds through. I mean, I think between the tricore assessments, you know, the individual motivators, I mean, all those yeah. different pieces. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't want people to always come across that, you know, what we're trying to do as an organization is just completely focus on star performers the whole no. time where it's no. like, look at this and take it forward and move into the future and you're going to do this. What we're doing, you're doing. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not realistic. Yeah. You know, like I think there's an, I, I had said it um, a couple of podcasts, I think probably three podcasts ago where I said, I think there's an incredible amount of um, value and sort of pride to be handled in an associate veterinarian, you know, in a, um, you know, veterinary nurse. I mean, someone who's staying local and really continuing to, you know, mm -hmm. really it, it's kind of like a, a community service type event where you're yeah. helping the community as a whole. That's really what we're talking about from a backbone standpoint, mm -hmm. you know, is we're saying they're just there, they're doing the job. It's the wagons are moving West and you're staying here to build a town. Like yep. I, there's a ton of value in that. Absolutely. But I will say the most difficult conversation, especially from uh, an administrative level, is when you see the potential, yeah. but they don't. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I'm going to soapbox for just a second. Uh, it, it's more it's more based around our, our mentee uh, who's at. Uh, KSU and uh, and how you know she had this these specific behavioral traits right and it was what ended up happening was she was coached into thinking she was low low potential yeah um, and the 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 reason that that conversation at the onset and then the continuation especially with Katie was so important was because yeah. it was like no actually. Yeah. Your potential is extremely high. Oh, yeah. You just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And that was one where it went, like, extremely positively because she was empowered by it. And now yep. she's just just, just chugging along. Yeah. Performance continues to go up because she's still in school, right? Like, yep. that's the whole point. Yeah. Um, and, and she's going from, you know, a, a potential iceberg of just yeah. not really fitting in. Forced. Forced. Forced iceberg. Right. Told that right. iceberg. And, and going from that all the way to star. Like yeah. just with realizing who she is and just yeah. saying, this is, this is it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to find the place that I fit. Right. Yeah. So that was a, a version of a positive, yeah. but the other side, and, and I know we've had these conversations with some different staff at different times is that we see them as high potential and high perform, like yeah. at times, especially like, boom, you're star performing right now. And then they somehow convince themselves 
with no guidance whatsoever that they're low potential and that all they can ever be is backbones. Yeah. And, and that's, that to me is, is a, is a difficult uh, road to, to kind of cross because there's only so much that you can do as a, as yeah. an outside party. Sure. You can, you, it's the lead the horse to water. Yeah, I, can, sure. I can tell somebody a hundred times that they're great, yeah. but if they never tell themselves that one time, yeah. Yeah. okay, then, then how do we continue to just fulfill at least at a backbone level so that your performance doesn't decrease? Yeah. Um, and we've had some go from star performer to backbone to iceberg. You know, and, and that's it, my that's ultimately my fear in those instances yeah, is like because you can't catch them before they keep down that spiral, right? Um, you know, and again, I I would like to think that within our organization that it's not basically a disparaged driven process, mm-hmm. um, but I think that there are sort of a lot of internal processes where it's you start to get some, and and I don't want to say necessarily it's related to the performance system, but I mean this is kind of a segue to get us into the performance system, but again, it's the getting over yourself part. So yep. if we have someone who comes in, they're super excited about the job and it's like, you know, potential's high, performance is high, look at how great we are in a team and da, 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 and 90 days went great, it's fantastic to work here. Mm-hmm. Six months, six months, six months, six months is kind of our cycle on the growth cycle. Yep. Um, and it's, oh, we need you to work a little bit, you know, oh, and then this, and oh, this is one thing, and oh, you could improve here, and oh, you could improve here. I think it becomes this like, you know, oh, all we're saying is, is that we don't recognize the good job that you're doing. We just, here's these areas that you're really bad at, and you just need to keep doing better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but it's that it's that getting over yourself component. It is right. a environment in which you should be growing. It's not an environment in which there is reprimand. It's we're just trying to make you that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I agree. When you have, when you go start performer to backbone, it is fine to go from a star performer mm-hmm. to a backbone. Yeah. It's just, we want you to not go further than that. Right. You right. Know? And it, and it's a, a slippery slope, I guess would be the easiest way to put it. Yes. Where it's like, it, it, if you hit a point of not even necessarily, if you hit a point of stability yeah. in a, in an organization that's forward moving, yes, it feels like regression. Yeah. And it's really, really <laughs> yeah. easy to actually yes. hit a point of regression yeah. because I'm just continuing to fall backwards yeah. comparatively to my environment. Yeah. And yeah. we I, have been moving very fast. So there may mm-hmm. have been some casualties in that process. Well, but even, even today with one of our new hires, she was like, or yesterday, she was like, everything around here changes so fast. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it does. Because yeah. all we want to do is get better. Yeah. Like it, I, I know you're new and I know this is weird. And like, I'm just throwing new stuff at you. Right. You're just finally getting comfortable. Right. But you kind of got to get used to this now. Yeah. Like I'm actually really happy about the fact that you're hitting day 30 and yeah. you're understanding how fast things can change around here yes. because there are so many minds that are 18 steps mm-hmm. ahead of everything. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to make sure that we just pull everybody along or at yep. least, at least pave the road a little bit, yep. cut the trees down at a minimum. Yeah. And it's like, Nope, we got to keep going. We just got to, you just got to keep piling forward. And even if it's just this small report where I'm just trying to make things more efficient and just make it simpler. Yes. Is it, is it different? Sure. Oh, that like, day report. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just one little thing. And it's like, yeah, these are, these are the little things that are going to consistently happen. Mm-hmm. Just wait until our record medical records get updated. Yes. Right. Yes. Like it's yeah, gonna, the doctors don't even see that coming. No. Yeah. There's no. yeah. We're in the midst of a massive medical record overhaul, but, um, but, but it, still, but, it, but why are we doing it? Right. Yeah. Serve the patient number one, Absolutely. but also how it, a big part of that is we see all of these roles within the organization. And it's like, I want you to be more role effective and I want you to be more core value effective. Yeah. It's not yeah. Because I want to just pull the rug out from under your yeah. shoes and say, now you have to do this with do this this way yeah. because some corporate over overlord said so. It's like, right. no, we believe that this is more more efficient, more effective, a better way to do things, and uh, and and then welcome feedback. Yeah. Also, right. Right. it's it's not we're standing on a soapbox or, or or on our ivory tower. I guess would probably be a better way to put yeah, it. Yeah, probably. Um, and, and saying no, this is the way it's gonna be. Yeah. Get on or get off. Yeah. Like, no, we're 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 growing. Yeah. As long as we're all of a growth mindset. Yeah. No. Hey, let's have a conversation. Yeah. And that was even in like we were talking about going. I mean, we've basically built at least in some capacity. I think our um, kind of innate sort of process kind of comes out of my head, Katie's head, your head, Annie head, you know, I mean, it's yeah. kind of these like what we and how we process things in our tricore assessments and such is basically how we have built policy, at least in some capacity. Yeah. You know, some of this again, you know, in saying that, you know, well, it's not like we're handing down things from an ivory tower, but it's like, man, we have put 
hours and hours and hours into maybe this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, again, we're not saying don't give us feedback, but understand that if we don't necessarily take your opinion as how we're going to change this process, that in some way we don't value it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there's so many different parts. And I think that's when we talk about the tricorse. It's like some people just can't see the big picture. Mm-hmm. So for them, they're focused on the very, very much day-to-day components. And it's like, well, you know, sometimes there is definitely value in that. I'm not mm-hmm. saying value in that. Um, but again, we try to look at the whole thing all at once at the big picture and the small picture. It's hard to keep all those pieces together. Well, right. I mean, take our holiday span surcharge <laughs> as probably one of the better examples recently, yeah, right? right? You take a minor variable mm-hmm. that it's like we piled 16 man hours into oh, absolutely. in a day. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, we put a lot of time. It was so <laughs> much time. Yeah. I can't remember what the trigger for that was, uh, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't but matter, it, like, but it, there was so much thought and effort yeah. put into it on something that when we presented it to the, the all staff meeting, all staff it was meeting. like, if, if you don't have that perspective on it and yeah. understanding that, that yeah. these changes are thought through so heavily, <laughs> it just feels arbitrary and just kind of like bullshit. <laughs> and and I, <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the meeting, right? Where yeah. we like said, here's how we're doing the surcharge. Everyone's like, that's pretty cool. And we're like, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We, we there was no challenge to it or anything <laughs> like that. Right. You know, but like, okay. that, that's a good feeling because we put, you know, we've thought it through so far mm-hmm. uh, that what we came upon, it's kind of like the deep personality. You think it through so far that you say this one thing that's effective and the one thing is exactly what right. needed to be said. Well, and, and the one challenge that we got was how does this affect me? Yeah, sure, right. It sure. was that short term kind of right in front of me yeah. challenge. And it's like, yeah, we thought that through and this is what matters to yeah. it. So, and again, not to say that you're going to think everything through, uh, it, it, but at the very least you tried. Right. Yeah. And then if you, if, if somebody blindsides you with something, I was actually having a conversation with uh, one of our other uh, staff people yesterday, where I was writing a policy for something that's in her world. Right. And it's like, I don't really know how this works and I don't even know how to title this stuff, but I tried like just red pen the hell out of this because I just needed to be better. And let's, let's have a, 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 yeah. a thorough and useful conversation about it. And like when I was driving home, I was like, man, that was like, that went from okay to really good. Yeah. Like now there's just no like question about how well this is going to work. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and that's just how these conversations go. And as it relates to the stuff that we started the conversation about, <laughs> right. as we just went yeah. somehow in some big ass circle <laughs> Yeah is that's how growth plans work. Right. Right. So it's not so much that uh, the ivory tower knows, you know, knows best. Right. It's here's the things that we identified. Here's the things that you identified in your self review. Right. Right. How do we bring these together and build, uh, you know, you're, you're essentially a 515. That's really what a growth plan is built around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the, the, the big made the, the big items of like, these are how we want you to get better. And, and, in, as a part of the performance review process, again, we'll get into those more specifics, but like you're, we already covered how you did well. Yeah. Like now let's, let's yeah. set the mindset right. moving forward for the next six right. months. Right. Um, or at a minimum, yeah. keeping you as a backbone, just keeping that performance going up and up and up and up. Yeah. And I, I don't want to keep bringing up the compliment sandwich. Um, you're really good at them, by I, the way. <laughs> am I? Yeah. You, you do them unintentionally. Uh, I think you do them to yourself more than you do Probably. anybody well, else. Well, I have a high amount of self-worth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in the middle of insults. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the core is just rotten insults. Um, yes, every negative thing anyone's ever said to me, I keep right next to my heart. Um, so the, uh, but no, I think when we start talking about the compliment sandwich, um, I think that's why, again, we start talking about this tier three performance review system. Um, that compliment sandwich, which I'm going to credit you for the terminology of that is it's like, I think that's what was always the most confusing part about peer reviews, you know, is it's like you would have an office administrator, an office manager in saying like, you know, this individual who you never work with, right. Yep. is now having to give you a review based upon what your peers have told you. And a right. lot of times the only peers who review you are then going to be people that got some shit to say. Yeah. Um, but then the administrator doesn't really like awkward conversations and they're like, well, this is what everyone says, you know, but there really isn't like a standard on their own interpretation of events. Um, and sometimes there's kind of that hive mind gang up mentality, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
so then you have where the office administrator is like, well, here's, you know, I, you know, I really think you're doing a good job. Here's a whole bunch of shit. But you know what? I think you're, you know, it's pretty good, you know? Yeah. So it's very confusing because it's like, well, I just had a compliment, uh, insult and a compliment. So mm-hmm. I, that was two goods and one bad. Yep. So I'm not actually going to pay attention to the bad. Yep. Um, Doesn't that, matter how double stuffed the Oreo is. Yeah. Right. All the here's the cookies. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, but no, I think that's when we start talking about, again, you know, trying to staying between, you know, backbone and star performer and certainly not dropping down into iceberg, um, you know, is exactly then that is saying like, no, we really do like, I mean, we, we kind of make, <laughs> we kind of make the joke that like our biggest compliment is giving you a paycheck. You know, it's like it's you are still in our organization. Like we want you to be here. Like right. if we don't actually, like if we don't value you as an employee, we don't think you have anything to add to the team. We think your performance is trash and you have no potential. You're gone. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. and that's why, I mean, we all kind of joke and just saying like, no, like you're here. Like we've already seen the potential in you that you can do better. Yeah. Um, and I think coming back to my Tricor assessment and saying like, you know, I have this really, really long leash on which I'm willing to like grab people and pull them along with me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think has kind of shortened in years, um, you know, more so, agree. yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, I've gotten, I don't want to say less tolerant, but I've been, it's the, it's the fire fast mentality. Yeah. So it's the idea that I'm more focused upon those people who are very interested in increasing their overall performance to either be backbones or star performers. And part of what it is, is that, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of say like, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. Mm-hmm. So if, if mm-hmm. I am or our organization or through this peer review i'm sorry this performance review system you're putting time and effort and time and effort and time and effort into an iceberg someone who has low potential low performance like it's not two equal halves to the puzzle or to to the pie we don't have both sides working equally for one another the employer is working harder than the employee Mm -hmm. and it's the same way where if you as the employee are working harder than your performer before your employer it's not an equal pie right um right so that's where I probably tightened up my leash a bit is just saying like, you know, I don't even know. I, and and I, I know it's kind of semantically potentially irrelevant, but I don't think you've actually tightened your leash in any way. You have gathered so much more clarity probably. on when people are pulling the leash. <laughs> probably. Yes. It's where it's like, yeah. I feel like it used to be like, I feel like you're trying to just run away. Yeah. But I don't know, so I'm just gonna continue to hold on. I'm gonna continue to try. That's probably fair. That's Whereas probably fair. now it's like, oh, you wanna go serve that purpose over that way? Yeah. Bye. Right. <laughs> right. Like, okay, go. Right. Yeah. Like that's fine. I will yeah. I I don't have a problem with you running that way. Yeah. I did say I don't chase a running dog. No. Yeah. You you chased roosters. Yeah. <laughs> Five of them Five really of them. well <laughs> in under a minute. <laughs> but in terms of if a step and that's why we started a whole lot of this with culture, right? Yeah. Because a lot of that clarity came when we really put the rubber on the road with defining yeah. shared purpose. Yeah. When exactly. shared purpose came around, these conversations, especially the ones where it's like, if you want to go that way, go, but it's not going to happen here. Yeah. And, and it's just yeah. like our team can't allow it. No. It's not even a matter of like us administratively not allowing it. Right. But the team can't handle it. Right. We right. hold them to that standard. Absolutely. And, and that kind of goes into uh, one of the, the next things that I think is really valuable in this whole process. And, and I know we've had, excuse me, these conversations in-house a lot. But basically, and actually we've had these conversations on the podcast, is um, staff and even ourselves, we don't work for a person. Yeah. We work for paw health who serves the patient correct and ultimately we're all just here to serve the patient so when uh when you look at it from that perspective and you talk about a backbone versus a star performer and all that sort of stuff really what it comes down to and my firm belief and there's a book called um i've got your back it's oh yeah Yeah. very short um uh it's got some christian overtones overtones like it's it's deliberately that way but what it really comes down to is the idea of followership sure yeah followership can only really exist when shared purpose is in place yep obviously with a christian mindset shared purpose is in the book right so you can you can kind of secularize it and say like okay well we can also have shared purpose in other things yeah 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 um and they and they do that in the book but really what that comes down to is like uh, you know when you look at a staff person it's like i really like working with carlo right well yeah it's because carlo's a cool guy right but 
like you've got I mean I'm good looking too. There's that. Yeah. There's that. Female dominated <laughs> industry. <laughs> Is it self-worth again? Yes, self-worth. yes, yes, no. yes. Yeah. Uh yeah. I need to find some Oreo filling to insult you with. Yeah, right. No, uh sure. but basically the idea is you follow the 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 purpose of the company yeah. uh, as yeah. as a leader, but ultimately the direction's already yeah. been set. Yes. Arrows pointed west. Yes. How do we continue to just go that way? Yes. Like, yeah, will I be yes. in the front of the charge? But I'm not actually leading yeah. anything. No, I lead from the back. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think I think the certainly you know the award through uh, Michigan State, but I think the more and more that we start to sort of and certainly podcast, but the more and more that I become like publicized in that regard, as mm-hmm. saying you know Carlo and Paw Health, Carlo and Paw Health is no, you're exactly right. Is that I I still pull a paycheck from the company yeah. and it is not my signature on the dotted line. You know, I mean, technically it's the accountants. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, the reality the, is there is some value in that metaphor though. Yes. Yes. There it, really is. Yeah. Is I still am an employee of the business, but I'm an employee of the cause I'm an employee mm-hmm. of, the, of the purpose and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, certainly shared well being. Yeah. I mean, even if you, if I were to just come up with a metaphor on the fly, right? Like, our, our rebrand, everything was hexagon based. Like you grab yeah. the hexagon as a shield and you just start running. Yes, absolutely. Right? Like hide, yeah. be- you can hide behind it. And if you know how yep. to wield it, yep. man, it is one of the most powerful things yep. you can have. Yep. But if you start just flailing it about yeah. or all that yeah. sort of stuff, you're going to get knocked off. Yep. Um, or if you yep. drop it, if it becomes yep. unimportant to you, if the purpose that's in front of you is no longer a part of what you do, you're going to trip, fall, get shot, whatever it yep. is. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, it doesn't, no. Without that thing, you're 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 you naturally offboard yourself. Yeah. If yeah. You, if you in that really and that's what, that's what we kind of talk about too. I mean, even when uh, I was talking to um, Dean Pushner, uh, you know, is that it was like basically when we start to look at offboarding employees. I mean, honest to God, we really haven't fired that many. I no, mean, in, in, in no. The there was the ha- there was the original like purchase onset, whereas like a, yeah. you kind of had to scrub, yeah, cut, cut some of the fat. Yeah, there was there was definitely that. I mean, but I other than that, no, no. It's and it has because we've been so diligent about culture, core values, purpose. You know, our shared well being and basically process and you know the education system and the whole thing. Even if now we have more clarity in the education system, it was still there in operation. It just you know maybe wasn't yeah. as written. Yes. Um, but now you know, in saying kind of where we're at, it's like. No, people just see like this probably isn't a good fit for me, mm-hmm. which like we had said in previous podcasts, like I value that mm-hmm. just as much as anyone who sticks with the organization. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you know, again, it's time. It all comes down to time. Mm-hmm. And I still can't, um, I still have a really, really hard time understanding when we have business owners that are making uh, business decisions based upon sort of the negative influence of staff. As long as you have a common purpose that serves the greater good, mm-hmm. you know, is if you really have and again that's where I think for us I mean you know I stand tall with our core values I stand tall with our education system I think we've done a really good job with unity and accountability and trust and respect and serving the patient I think in my mind it's the only way that leads to the future Mm -hmm. and for me it's like if you have this shared purpose that is um, you know not necessarily novel but just very very pure you know I mean just really honestly driven towards where the industry needs to go um, there just isn't really the opportunity or time for anyone else to buck that system no, you know? and it's it's just it's just time to go. I'm sorry, you can be happy somewhere else because there are plenty of organizations within our profession mm-hmm. that are inefficiently run, who have inappropriate culture, mm-hmm. and I feel sorry for that. But you're only going to be able to f- you know help those people when they themselves want help. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that, well, and and even though you and I and a lot of the people that work within the Paul Health organization would disagree and be unfulfilled by that type of of an environment, they. They might see value in it, whatever it might be. They might see the fa- the idea of that that family environment. Maybe sure. th- maybe they're significantly lacking in their personal life, and they sure. need that at at work. I don't know. Sure, it's not my place to put that on somebody no. else, yeah. right? Yeah. But but it's the clarity on the front end, and like and on a continuous basis of like, no, you're not actually going to get that here. Yeah. If that's what you're seeking, yeah. you need to go somewhere else because yeah. because that doesn't happen here. And that's yeah. on a, a variety of variables mm-hmm. and, and each individual kind of has um, 
their own their own take on it or whatever it might yeah. be but it, it's really about like setting the clarity on the front end so it's the same as we do for caregivers right, right. It's, it's essentially informed consent on an employment basis absolutely that's really all it is yeah it's just being forthcoming with all of your options exactly you know and just electing those that better you know kind of serve your overall you know purpose I right. guess. and I, I, we I, hope that we have shared purpose i mean recent recently annie had a, a conversation just like that and she had it would it was kind of floundering anyways whereas a, a staff person who was hoping to be on one shift but ended up on another one and oh like yeah our availability really is only here and uh, con- considering where your performance is like i need you to be with these people because they're better trainers or whatever yeah, it may be yeah. and like there are certain limitations that are in front of us that uh for you to fulfill the requirements of your growth plan right um or not even requirements just i don't know the right word whatever yeah. to fulfill your growth plan yeah um yeah, the i need you here because i understand the tools that we have in front of us and this is how you're going to do it well right wasn't happy with it and ultimately just decided to offboard herself right and it's like thank you right like, not to say that we don't want you here yeah. not to say that we don't think you're going to be a success in the industry somewhere else or whatever it might be but you just determined that you're not fulfilled here yeah. and now i can go and work on finding somebody that is going to be right and yeah. and you know do i think that she's going to be a, a seven-year exit or whatever it might be maybe maybe not yeah i don't know it's not me yeah um, it's yeah. also not my prerogative to put that on somebody no but no. yeah that conversation ultimately turned into like okay who's up next right 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 who's the next guy up yeah um because yeah. over time and and this is probably number one that process is why annie was so valuable so many years ago yeah because she accelerated the hell out of it yeah made it happen in the fact just implementing this kind of <laughs> roster churn right yeah. you, you gotta <laughs> it really is what it is like you can't you can't really yeah, pull yeah. your punches on that one no, yeah. um because you kept the you kept the stars you kept the yeah. backbones and yeah. you scrubbed you scrub down the low performers yeah and it's like all right yeah. now we continue to turn this wheel yeah so that we get a team that's well aligned that's high high performance both in role high performance in clarity or in culture shares the same uh, mm. purpose and and at a minimum is willing to support the growth mindset of the company yep. but if not push it yep. like let's keep going right yep. Yep, yep, yep. um it, it, so I, I again like you know in, in, you gotta you gotta ebb and flow your compliments but she does deserve a lot oh absolutely of credit on on that front yeah and and ultimately that work is I think one of the biggest barriers to most of our of your standard clinics where it's like that's that 80 hour week yeah. right that's that you just got to gut it out yeah. for 2 years yeah. so you you can you can do that yep. and and get the the group around you yeah. that's going to to be able to let you roll back right yeah cuz like no, how, and I how think many how many days yeah. and days and weeks and years like did you put in like yeah. e- even for yourself and we had made the joke many many podcasts ago how you had put yourself in the hospital right <laughs> like you just yeah had, i kind of forgot about that <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I always have that in the back of my head because <laughs> I don't want it to happen again. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah. you know, not to say that I want somebody to do that. But yeah. That's the type of commitment to this idea that it does take yeah. because of how far backwards everything is. Yeah. Yeah. It's necessary. And I, I think that's, you know, again, I don't want to keep, you know, beating in like how awesome I think we are, but I mean, it, that's what it is. Like we just simply wouldn't exist if this structure was here on a grand scale. You know, I mean, if it was already in place, yeah. we would just be a cog in someone else's machine, but it's like, well, no. you also wouldn't feel the need to advance the industry on so many levels. No, no it would be, like yeah. if it was at least on par with the, yeah. the, 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 the first world. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like it yeah. wouldn't be that bad, yeah. but it, there's so many yeah. things that are so backwards. There's yeah. so many people that are just so terribly unfulfilled in yeah. in, one, in an industry that can be so damn fulfilling. Oh yeah, absolutely. That it, 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 it's just like, all right, it's time to just 
tie up the boots, put the helmet on, grab the shield and go. Right. Like Absolutely. I can't stop. I can't think about the yeah. fact that I'm tired or that my legs hurt or that yeah. I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> right. <laughs> do, yeah. Please do not put yeah. your health in yeah. actual detriment. Yeah. Diagnosis, treatment, eat better, sleep. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But but that you know we we do joke about it, but yeah. it was th- those extended times, those beyond the eight hour days, those ten, yeah. those twelve hour days, is when you really make this happen. Absolutely, and I, I think we've all I don't want to say suffered from that, um, but I mean at least in uh, you know some regard we've talked about you know falling on one sword, mm-hmm. you know is like I mean that really is the end for us, yeah. you know is that it, there's just the work that we're doing we just want to be able to help other people. You know, mm-hmm. and I, that's, I think that's very novel, but I think what the challenge is and where the fear is, and I think I talked about this probably two podcasts ago, I think we were talking about our education system, but in doing consultations with veterinarians, it's like, how hard can you push? Mm-hmm. How hard can you actually push? Because mm-hmm. while Annie was doing her thing, Katie was doing her thing, I was doing my thing. Now you're on full time, you're doing your thing. And it's like, all we're doing is just going beyond the limit. But I kind of start to feel that we're just kind of starting to get out just a little we still Mm -hmm. have a ton of work that needs to be done oh yeah Mm -hmm. however we're sort of becoming more and more and more and more in higher and higher performance and we're becoming more efficient Mm -hmm. um and i think part of that efficiency comes from exactly the work that annie has done and kind of getting rid of our icebergs and problem children and either making them backbones and star performers or just offboarding them from the company Mm -hmm. so that we actually as a whole can become more efficient and i think that's the part that we don't value enough And I think this kind of just is a perfect segue right into next week's episode with her and talking about tier three is that that performance, uh, I'm sorry, that process is undervalued. However, the rest of the organization grows so rapidly. Um, One of our employees who's been uh, in the profession now for 20 years, uh, Mm -hmm. which uh, he is, I think he's in an existential crisis about that or not. Um, (laughs) Midlife crisis, maybe? I don't know. He's hitting 42. So anyway, um, but you know, that was kind of his thing. He's like, he was just saying to me the other day, he's like, you really have to, he's like, you really do have to feel proud, right? You know, about where the company has come under your direction in such a short period of time. And I'm like, it's, it's, he's like, it's, he's like, it must feel nice to just be able to sit back and sort of watch the machine churn, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, um, I do. I feel an incredible amount of pride and mm-hmm. I, I love working with all those people who are around me. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like we just had to take that old like, you know, night that, that model T and it was like we were just sort of like turning this hard, rusty ass crank to just, you know, get her just going. And it's mm-hmm. like now we finally have the engine at least like pup, 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 you know, just startly finally starting to move. Um, but even then, in the end, it's it's all of us collectively grabbing the handle to twist, right? You know? I mean, right. But, um, but yeah, so that that again, I think is you know not to continue off on all these different analogies, but I think to come back to performance and potential, which was kind of the uh, segue at least podcast here to get us into next week tier three, mm-hmm. um, was to really talk about these different people in your organizations, and I you know I hope of course to those listeners or those viewers, um, however you're kind of consuming, um, that you've at least started to. Th- Think about those people in your organization yep. because we've ta- we've had several podcasts about our problems, the culture, talent, and service. Mm-hmm. Several podcasts about the um, you know sort of core values. We've had a little bit about the mentorship or at least the education system. Um, but again, this is another tool to where we're talking about implementing actual in the moment accountability um, review processes every few months, um, and then coming into saying how are we actually identifying these performance of potential people because ice and problem children probably need to just leave your organization. You can put the time into problem children to turn them into star performers, but for the most part, focus on your backbones and focus on your star performers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, the 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 conversion from a problem child up into a star performer is is there, but understand yeah. the time allotment yep. that is necessary is very high. Yeah, uh, and it, if you fail, if the process fails, don't be afraid to help a problem child in the future. Yeah, absolutely. You know? uh, because really, like like we had said earlier everyone kind of starts there yeah assuming you have a decent hiring process you're not hiring just low low potential people yeah um everyone it does pretty much start at performance level zero you don't know where it is it may accelerate really fast 
yep. and get well above problem child at any given point. Yep. However, that's what training is, yeah, right? That's absolutely. what our first 90 day is. Yeah. It's it's just low performance, because, not to say that they're a problem, no. but because we're just providing yeah. them the guidance yeah. to succeed. Yeah, we're right? showing them the Lego instructions. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but really, um, they just understand that the time investment is significant. Yes. And if you hit day seven, if you hit day 30, if you hit the end of month three and you're seeing significant barriers to high performance, you like, you don't, you don't do the sandwich. You say, I hired you because I believe that you're, uh, number one, I want it, want you to be a part of the team. The team has high expectations. I believe you can meet those expectations. Here's what they are, and here's what I see that's in your way. Can we surpass these? Can we get over them, right? Mm-hmm. What, regardless of how high they are. So uh, example, you know, like one of our new hires, just like level of anxiety. That's like, it's a quick peak, yep. right? It's just like going, going well. And then it's like high stress, yes. just real quick snap, right? And, it, you know, like, I don't do that. Most of the people that are around me don't do that. I just brush things off. Yeah. And I think most things aren't a big deal, whatever. But for her, it's a very real problem. And before she left today, I was like, Haley, this is what we're working on. Yep. I know we try to not use names, yeah, right, but whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, like, because we had the conversation. It was like, that's what we're going to work on is rounding those edges off. Yep. Yep. Because yep. that's your biggest barrier to yep. high success in this role. Yeah. She's like 30 days in. Right. Just have the conversation. Absolutely. Just set up the next 60 days. Exactly. And and now like I know what we're going to work on because if she can fix it in 60, then we can go to the next thing. Yeah. Don't get past the first 40 hours and expect something's going to happen magically at 90 days. Absolutely. Like that, that, that first tier two, that is Mm -hmm. why that's so important. Identify shit early. Yeah. Figure out if they have that actual potential to jump up into high performance. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, it's just try to give them the opportunity to continue to succeed. 90 days hits. Sorry. It's not even that sorry is the right word, right? It's, Here's the expectations. Yeah. Here's the limitations to those expectations that you have displayed in the time that you've spent here. Right. What are you going to do to surpass them? Yeah. It's no longer what's the excuse. It's yeah. no longer who it's are you going to blame. Yep. It's we've set reality. Yep. I'm providing you the opportunity to yep. own your barriers. Yep. What's the solution? Or here's the solution. How are you going to implement it? Mm-hmm. And if they can't have that conversation... It gets so wildly uncomfortable, and this is really where we're going to talk about some of the really nitty-gritty with Annie next week, is they just look at you, and they just say, (laughs) I don't know. And you just say, do you fit here? Right. Right? Yeah. Um, and, And if the answer is no, great. Yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm honestly, glad no hard that feelings. we were able to hit this point yeah. amicably. Absolutely. Like, and, and you know, if, if and the other thing too, this is the way that my mind thinks. Again, I'm I suck at these conversations as it relates to just letting people go. Right. But it's like, do you need 24 hours to think about it? Right. I mean, I got to put some sort of a time frame. Sure. On it, but yeah. I want you to be able to uh, realize a high level of redemption. Yeah. Like if you've just been kind of stumbling or whatever, yeah. like I'm going to try and feed and feed and feed and feed yeah. and feed. And you're, you, you and I are similar in that front. Yep. And that's why we need the Annie's of the world yes. because it's like, sometimes we got to just say, no, Ben, Carlo, just let go. Right. Just stop. Right. Um, so I'm actually really excited to have that conversation. Everyone can get to meet Annie, Annie. Uh, yeah. and she'll be really like anxious and nervous because she hates cameras, Yes, but and it'll be yeah. a great conversation. Um, yeah, it's much different to do it like on camera and on, it you is. Know, yeah. It is. She'll probably just fumble through it. I'll make sure the GoPro is at least six inches away from her face. Yes. But yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think that's a great place to leave off. Yeah, I think um, so too. Ide- identify your people. Uh, see at, at a you know if if you need to be a little bit nuanced about it, maybe select some things where they're low performance, high performance, whatever it might be. Just understand that 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 uh, that that thought process between performance versus potential, yep. and where do, where do your people line up and 
start to have some tough conversations in it. And it's not the worst place to start those conversations because all you're doing is identifying, like from my perspective, this is where I think you are. And let's start to have a a back and forth on, on getting to number one, an agreement of reality, but number two, like let's just get to some solutions and implementing them. It all comes back right back to that. And it's all time-based and yep. It's all on. Yep. Yep. So uh, I'm looking forward to next week. I think yes. it will be a good time. <laughs> Thanks, Carlo. It was a pleasure. Yes. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Yeah. We will see you next week. All right, see you next week.